This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hi guys, Mickey here with the Pondering Nerdcast, coming to you with an exclusive interview with writer Ed Cruz and illustrator Ron Langtu of the novel Kieran Rise, The Cast of Shadows. You're about to find out more about Kieran Rise and why it's definitely worth an impulse buy for you, your loved ones, and anyone who enjoys having their hearts warmed. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ron. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going great. Um, Thank you so much for speaking with us tonight and letting us know a bit about Kieran Rise. Uh, So we can start off with you guys sharing with us why Kieran Rise is such a cool read. Ron, let me start. Or do you want to... I was the only one to hog it. Go ahead. Why don't you start it then? Uh, I mean, you know, Ed Ed wrote it. So um, him tooting his own horn, that that, that seems not generous. (laughs) Um, So... uh, the uh, the story is cool, um, really, because uh, everything about it is real and uh, legitimate. Uh, you know, it's a story about a young nineteen-year-old girl who uh, spent a lot of time and energy and focus uh, trying to master the art of Chen Kung Fu, and. Uh, it, it hits home with for uh, uh, for me in particular because I study Wing Chun Kung Fu, and in fact, uh, Ed is my teacher. So just knowing that you know all the stuff that we are writing about, um, it's it's really cool because it's uh, it's real and legit, and uh, you know even though it's a fictional story, the story is real. Or the the skill is real. Very cool. Do you want to add to that, Ed? Um, I think I, I think you really hit it on the nose. I think today, you know, uh, movie-wise, novel-wise, everything, uh, you always see a strong female character, and which is great, you know, really love it. But what makes Kieran unique to all those all those uh, stars that you see out there is the skill that everything I talk about in the book. It's it, it can be done, you know, it really can be done, and and I think that's what's uh, shocking to a lot of people is like. Well, it seems like a fantasy how, you know, a 105-pound girl can knock out a guy twice her size. But, yeah, you know, with that's what makes things different in the world we live in. I think when you actually have skill and master it to a different level, it, it changes everything where, you know, size, uh, gender, uh, sex really doesn't matter. And that really is what sticks out and what I want people to appreciate uh, regarding Kieran. Definitely. I found that this book, it's it's considered a young adult novel, but I find it appropriate for people of all ages, people who really enjoy a coming of age story, um, people who enjoy realistic characters, like people who inspire um, courage and authenticity and being your best self no matter what, no matter what obstacles you may face. I, I definitely find that it's appropriate for a, a large age range. Do you guys, um, 
Did you guys have any visions of who the target audience was going to be for the book ahead of time? But, but uh, or was it just a young adult readership? The original plot or the original concept was to write a martial arts book. And, you know, and that was basically geared only to a particular handful of people, uh, martial artists. But if I wrote it exactly like, you know, like a history book or some kind of technical book, that's pretty boring because I remember back in the days, you know, you know, 1776 or 1492, whatever, these kind of dates, it just doesn't really stick to you. So in the end, what I decided to do is put the knowledge I had, but put it in a use that people can not only you know, you always remember a good story. So if it's a good story, you also learn the lesson involved with the story. And that's what I wanted to transfer over. The, 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 the years and experience of training in the art, uh, of teaching in the art, I wanted it basically to share it with not only students, but to everyone in general. Because this knowledge that Wing Chun has, or basically can share with everyone, is common sense. You know, the fighting strategies that we do is direct to the point it gets the job done and that transcends to anything that you do whether it's in work whether it's in love whether it's in relationship and so forth and basically that's the end goal to, sh to share that knowledge and to, to everyone in general right on how has the feedback been so far any martial arts practitioners giving you any um insights into what they think about the book um, yeah, we've had, we've definitely had, uh, I guess you could say the core in the beginning was a lot of martial artists reading the book and so forth. And, but, uh, which is great. You know, if, if, the, if you do the art, you actually like, oh, okay, that really makes sense. But I think, uh, what Ron and I appreciate the most is like people who know nothing about martial arts and all of a sudden read the book and they're like, wow, this is, there's something to this. There's more than just a story. And when we see reviews posted on, on Amazon and stuff like that about the book and, and someone actually gets the main idea that we're, we really wanted to pass along. And I was like, wow, that, you know, it's, it really is worthwhile all the effort we put in <laughs> into making, making this book series. Yeah. You guys did a great job. The, the idea that, you know, it's, it's just for martial artists. Um, I mean, that's it, great. Martial artists uh, can, definitely read the book and, and gain something out of it but uh, you know if, if the idea was actually to you know preserve the art and uh, you know teach this lesson then we definitely want our our audience to be much broader than that to the point where you know, anybody regardless of you know, what <laughs> whether they believe they you know have a, a, a martial art that they like or if they you know don't care about you know complete pacifist you know this the book still has applicable lessons in just living life and it's a fun story it's a great read right on yeah i i, I see the value of this book in in a variety of ways so like i i have some experience in martial arts but not a lot um but i saw how discipline and um perseverance really was emphasized in this book so i i definitely get you get your your points about that um do you hold any public readings um out in chicago where you're based or just uh readings elsewhere are do you guys tour in um promoting the book 
Uh, yeah, we've, we've done a couple of, uh, of events. Um, you know, C2E2, where we, we met, uh, the, that's definitely, you know, our go-to show here in Chicago. We, we actually launched, uh, our Kickstarter at ASIN, uh, uh Anime Central. Uh, it's the largest, uh, anime convention in the Midwest. Um, that's where we, we launched our, our Kickstarter program, gosh, way back in, that was two years ago? 2014, summer. Yeah, 2014. Um, we've done a couple of, uh, uh one or two, uh, library events locally in the Chicagoland area. Uh, we launched the actual book at New York Comic Con in 2014, uh, and went back again last year. Uh, and that was definitely our, that's our bread and butter. <laughs> you know, um, we definitely love the show. Um, and uh, it, it's, you know, an incredible crowd. Uh, but, you know, we, we move a lot of books there. And there are people there that are just, uh, thirsty. And I don't know whether they just have money to burn or, you know, they, they just really love, um, you know, uh, the, the, the book and the story and book culture and, and, and all that. But, um, uh, yeah, we, we try to get, uh, next year we're going to try to get to more shows. Um, and, uh, I know Ed did one reading at, uh, at his kid's school. That's so cute. Oh my goodness. What, what did your kid think? Uh, I had to be selective to make sure it was, uh, just the PG version. Oh. Uh, this is my, uh, it was for our fourth grade reading at the time, but I really enjoyed it. You know, the kids were like, wow. And so, but you know, obviously it was a fighting and, uh, they were like, Ooh, let's hear about the fighting. <laughs> it's always what everyone thinks about when it comes to martial arts in the beginning. Okay. Um, well, it's, it's funny that you mention, uh, you know, like mature, uh, content in the book, because that's actually one of the pluses that I really dig about Kieran Rise, because even though, um, it's, uh, meant to be read for young adults, um, and, and pretty much people of all ages, but in particular young adults, there's still parts of the book that isn't, um, it isn't dumbed down. It isn't, uh, sanitized. It isn't, um, it, it, it tells it like it is, so to speak. And it has more of, of, uh, an adult, um, covering in certain ways. Like, um, and I like that because we grow up, we, we start as kids or as babies and kids and stuff, but we know about the birds and the bees and we don't need things hidden from us, I believe. So I think that young adult novels should show that aspect of human nature and, um, Kieran Rise, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's, um, it shows how people can be to each other and it's all a part of the story. Like for example, um, uh, this this is related, but like when I found out um, in the book what blink meant, the derogatory term blink, you know, my jaw dropped. Like I I I didn't know personally what that derogatory term meant um, until I read your book, and then I was shocked, but in a good way. I was like, wow, like it's really refreshing to see um, a young adult novel uh 
explore what it means for people to be treated differently based on who they are and for that to not be hidden for that to not be um brushed over so was that intentional um of 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 you ed to do that uh and um if if it was why and if not um what do you think about uh an impression like that you know um i think one of the things i i, I try to teach with uh, not only to my students but also through the book is just be yourself and and you know when when it came to writing uh and telling the story of kieran rice i'm always myself regardless i, I never how do you say um i'm not so pc no <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so PC, but I, I, I really give the, uh, I think not only uh, the readers, uh, also the audience as well, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt that, you know, they, they know what's out there. They, it's, it's, you don't, um, you could try to sugarcoat things to people, but um, in the world we live in today, people, people know the truth, I think. They, they know the truth whether they want, they want to, to hear it or not. And, and the, the key thing is just be honest. And I was being honest to, you know, we're in a very PC world today. But in reality, I think the PC is just, you know, covering up what really is happening out there. And when, when I use like the example with Blink, this is, this is not an unusual term. You, you hear it all the time. And, uh, and, and, and that's that's the thing, yeah. Really, yeah, you know, when when it came to telling the story, uh, this is from my experience. I wanted to share that exact example to everybody that you know, be yourself, tell the truth, and I think everything for for, for the most part will work out on its own. Yeah. yeah um, the funny thing is, there's there's a healthy amount of I guess reality uh, in the book. I mean. Uh, you know, Kieran herself is a fictional character, but, you know, um, has some basis on uh, some people in, in, in real life. And just about every character in the book is, is loosely based on somebody. So, you know, all the, the conversations, um, it, it's, it's, sure, it's a, it's a backdrop, it, it, and it's intentional to be, to be real, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, it comes across real because it is real. I mean, these are conversations that, you know, uh, that we and all of our friends are actually having. Mm, yeah. And also young adults, like we're, they're not stupid. <laughs> Teens aren't stupid. Um, uh, they uh, know what age. I, yes, definitely. So um, uh, another part that I appreciated and I, I mentioned it before, but like um, just well, I didn't. I didn't really elaborate, but the the intimacy between Karen and Hunter it was tasteful. It wasn't titillating. It was it was lovely. It was refreshing to see that you know. And that's one of the that's one of a bunch of things that I like about the novel. You know. Um, I'm glad you like that because yeah. that was actually. Uh, I, I guess that was from my own experience of how I ended up in the friend zone. <laughs> oh gee. <laughs> well, that that that's a whole nother conversation, but. So in the I, in the end. That that uh, that experience actually helped me write something out. Then I guess. But you know what? You're keeping it real, so <laughs> it happens. Yeah, but like that, 
it, it shows that, you know, you, you believe in, in your readership and young adults, they deserve to read books that respect their understanding of life and reflects how things are. Um, and, uh, you know, e even if it means the, the friend zone <laughs> being explored in your writing, but yeah, uh, it's like that. So, <laughs> um, it's only silence when we hear the friend zone, but usually from the guy's side. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It happens to women too. So yeah. But like I said, that's a whole nother conversation, man. <laughs> um, so how, how has it been working with each other? Are, is your team bigger than uh, you two? Have you uh, collaborated with other people um, on Kieran Rise? Do you prefer to work with others or um, individually? Do you work well at a distance or like directly with each other um going over materials writings and illustrations etc how what's your work style like <laughs> um okay there's, there's a lot of questions there work, I'll, I'll start with the last one <laughs> our work style is uh, uh somewhat chaotic um you know Hey, this is our first project of uh, any kind like this. our first publishing project. This is the first time I've ever done anything um, commercial as an artist. Uh, I didn't study arts. <laughs> I'm a you know, computer science major. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a full time job. Um, and, and, you know, we're both uh, we're, we're both parents. So the time is always against us. That said, it, it did actually help that, you know, we didn't just find each other out of the blue. Uh, you know, Ed and I, uh, Ed had been my you know, teacher and friend for uh, over a decade uh, when we actually started the project. So it's just that uh, one day he found out that I could draw. And that's how all of that started. Awesome. But we do have a, as far as our creative team, it is beyond uh, just uh, Ed and myself. Um, uh, uh, Jake Egley, who's uh, again one of uh, Ed's students, um, is a music composer. Uh, and uh, I, I, I draw um, weird, like eyebrows raised at this. There, there is a, uh, there is a score for the book, <laughs> for the story. That's amazing. And that'll, that'll come at a, at a later point. With uh, different media, uh, how we're playing and releasing things, but yeah, I mean, all, all of this. To be perfectly honest, my artwork and Jake's music uh, was all part to help uh, inspire Ed and move him along as far as uh, um, giving the right uh, feel and and theme for the story. Okay, all right. What what brought about? Um the idea of incorporating different kinds of media into it besides um illustration I, I think the overall goal is uh yeah you know we wanted to make a book and that's the original goal but i've always visualized this as in this day and age i was like you know i'm tired of reboots <laughs> i'm tired of uh sequels i wanted to create something or see something that was fresh, new, and exciting, and when you can't wait for Hollywood to do it, you kind of do it on your own. So 
you know, I I know it's a long shot dream and and and, and something I, I've envisioned, but you know, one day maybe we'll see Kieran rise in in the theater or in some form of media format that that uh, maybe an anime for, for, format also. And uh, I was you know when I was writing it, I was actually. Uh, I'm not sure how other writers do it because you know I'm not a trained writer. I'm a, a martial arts instructor. who decided, okay, let's start writing one day, and the process is me. I was listening. I basically have a singular a singular thought, and I listen to me, a song, and I try to visualize it just like how I would see it in the movie, and that's pretty much how I wrote the entire uh, first book. Okay. Well, you you mentioned anime. Are you watching anything in particular? We we love anime at Pondering Nerds, and we uh, we dig anime ourselves. So, what what are you uh, watching currently? Um, uh, well, obviously, a, a typical fan of uh, Attack of Titan, Attack on Titans, uh, Sword Art Online. Um, What's that? Uh, I also. Uh, uh, is it wrong to pick up a girl in a dungeon? I'm not sure if you've ever heard that series before. That, um, and if you've never seen it, it's a, it's a really good anime. Uh, but literally, there's tons of animes I watch, uh, and there's so many varieties of it. A lot of love stories stuff I watch too. Ron? Um, I'm, I love Ruby. Uh, I love what they, what they do with that. I, I'm watching Gates. Uh, I'm actually going back and watching some old classics. Uh, like I just finished um, Death Note. I just watched that for the first time and finished that uh, um, last year in uh, Fate Zero. So uh, I'm going back for and, and watching some of the uh, the classics, those epic you know things that like you absolutely have to watch. But you know. Um, yeah, I'm watching some of the, the, the new stuff as well. Gate. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Log Horizon. And, you know, I'm just waiting for the next season for uh, that. Okay. All right. Um, well, uh, getting back to Kieran Rise, um, I was wondering about. Uh, Sifu as a character um, because Sifu knew that Kieran was a fighter. She was a fighter inside. She was a rebel way before she even knew herself, right? So if Kieran never realized her potential, do you think that Sifu's hope would have been in vain for her? Like if, if, is Sifu like the Oracle from the Matrix? You know what I mean? Like she saw her potential, he saw what she was able to do before she took action on her own. Like, but if she never realized herself fully, do you think he would have been disappointed or whether you've just been chill about it? <laughs> what are you I, just gone on with life? I think from my own experience with my own teacher, um, it's like a coming of two people. And in the long run, the ultimate thing is it's up to the individual. Um, to become great. Uh, as my teacher once told me, you know, it all begins with you. So always point the finger at you and take responsibility. If you want to become great in the martial arts or if you want to be great in anything, um, it begins with you. So, and as far as a teacher, you know, the teacher's role is 
it it's it's to, it's someone who guides you, but at the same time, it um, at that level with, uh, of teaching, it, there's a detachment to it. In other words, it's your choice still in the end. So whether you do it or not is ultimately up to you. And a, a good teacher realizes that, you know, that that's something that you yourself have to decide. Uh, any any thoughts, Ron? Well. Uh... You know, as I mentioned, Ed's actually been my teacher for a while, and is, you know, one of the things um, he's always said is he's known from the first day someone comes into class whether or not they're actually going to stick with it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, according to him, <laughs> because I don't know actually what goes on in his head, but uh, you know, he uh, he's been right about everyone that you know. It, it I've known Ed for. Going on like 14, you know, 14, 15 years now. Um, and he's known who, you know, there, there's something about somebody when they walk into the door, are they, you know, what they're about? Are they serious? You know, you, you can you can get a sense of that from the first time you meet somebody, you know, whether or not they're serious about, uh, about the art. Uh, so, you know, that part of Sifu in the story, you know, that's, uh, it's a real thing. You know, they, you can you can sense someone's energy, and you know, there's. I like to believe that there are no coincidences. I like to believe that you know there's a purpose behind everything. Uh, I don't know if that's completely true, but you know, I, I like to think that. Uh, and so, you know, any two people coming together, they you know, like uh, Ed and myself. You know, it's there's something that draws. Uh, you know, the there's there's something that draws you know people together to you know experience what they experience. Did you have any um, expectations for the book um, in exploring different um, techniques, stances, and diagrams of human anatomy and fighting poses, or was it meant to uh, illustrate real-life examples of martial arts um, working in everyday issues, uh, everyday circumstances, or both? Um, I guess you could say it, it applies to both. Um, all the fights that uh, I mentioned in the book, uh, all uh, the details behind it—that's all real. That's that's exactly how it it would be done, uh, direct to the point. And the way we apply it in uh, real life fighting is the way I would apply it in uh, everyday situation, regardless of what it is. Uh, just to give you an example. Um, um, uh, a principle in Wing Chun, uh, and it's a principle that exists in everything that we do. Uh, one of them is called distance. Now, people think of it in the sense that distance is simply from point A to B, how far something should be. But distance can go further, deeper if you look at it. Distance is kind of like maybe, in the sense, to give you an example, I tell a joke, and all of a sudden, that person's energy changes from the joke. Then you kind of know how to pull back. <laughs> And take back from the joke and kind of you can feel exactly whether or not maybe you push too much or push too little or something from that so these are all things that you develop over time and just if you develop it in the fighting you also develop it in application through talking to people and and everyday life okay it's it's hard for me to believe that this is you guys' first work, I have to say. Like, it's so really? well written. Yeah, honestly. Um, at the table, I didn't believe you, Ron, when you told me that this was your first um, 
uh, perf- like major project. Ed, it's hard for me to believe that this is your first work. Is is this your first written work, Ed, or um, do you have other books under your belt? Uh, no, this is my first work. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's it's just so good. All of the good, the high reviews that you got on Amazon. I second all of them. I'm serious. It's such a great read. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. very much. I'm I'm two thirds into it. Um, it's it's a it's a great break from my my programming. I'm I'm an aspiring web developer, so um, yeah, I appreciate the book because it's it's really entertaining. So, um, and in terms of the illustrations, uh, Ron, tell me tell me a bit about your experience. So. Uh, your first, um, this is your first work. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that for now, but so, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, tell so, me I mean, about your experience. Thing, you know, um, like there, you know, just, just being an artist, I'm so, so critical of myself. Uh, and you know, there are all of these incredible artists that I, you know, I want to reach their skill level. Um, and yeah, so like I, I'm, I'm always seeing myself. You know, I'm 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 comparing myself to you know like a a, a Jim Lee or you know Greg Horn or you know uh, Sakami Tan. You know, just in terms of digital art, like there are all these artists that uh, you know um uh, that that uh, I'm I'm looking for and 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 I'm I draw their art. I, I, I use it as person. So I you know. I'm, 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 I'm always just seeing myself compared to, you know, a, you know, a, a legend. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just happy that anyone actually buys any of my art. But, you know, realistically, you know, I'll walk through Artist Alley and I know, all right, I can, I, I have it in me that I feel like I, I can hold my own against some of these guys. You know, sure not, can. not that it's a competition, but just in terms of skill, okay, I feel like I'm comparable. I feel like, you know, I, uh, I've earned my seat at the table, I guess. Very much so. I, I really love your drawings. Um, how long did it take you to uh, complete the body of work that was added to the book? Oh, the, from beginning to end, the start of the project, I would say almost three years it took. The the illustrations? Oh, no. Uh, for, well, as far as writing, but I think... Yeah. From, yeah. It all starts at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the whole process started, you know, uh, at that that moment where you know Ed saw me drawing and said, "Oh, you know, can you draw this character?" And you know, from there, you know, th- you know, for every drawing that's in the book, there's there's at least like a hundred others that you know didn't make it or you know tests and I'm like my in my apartment is filled with uh, sketchbooks of stuff that you know we're just testing out. So yeah, it it, it took a solid three years. Um, hey, just to get the characters right, to, to get you know the 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 imagery correct and you know there there are actually a, a lot more illustrations that we wanted to put in the book but for the sake of time and uh, um, page length <laughs> of the book you know it would have actually would have added a lot more uh, a lot more pages um, and you know a, a first novel of you know five hundred plus <laughs> plus pages is kind of daunting. Um, so I mean, there's a lot that we uh, that we we didn't include. Okay. 
so, yeah. so it, it happened hand in hand pretty much like the illustrations and the writing and then more illustrations would come about and then writings uh alongside it yeah, yeah. that's Definitely. I, I mean it really helped like i said when i was when i was, I was creating the book I, I needed visuals so i'd be like ron you know i need someone who looks like this or i need a scene like this just to have it and i would actually you know uh have ron after he drew it i was like okay now i can visualize what i want to do and then from there i started writing and the better i could visualize it the easier it was for me to write hmm. that's perfect like <laughs> it's it's really cool to know that and to I'm, I'm gonna look at the book differently now so i can't help it um uh so my last question for you guys is um you uh ron you mentioned that a lot of the lines from the book are from conversations that real people have had in the world and i'm wondering did you guys consult any teenage girls on the story <laughs> um, should i answer this one should i answer the research behind this <laughs> Just wondering. It's just so, it's so well uh, written and it's so it's so cute from her perspective. I'll answer this. It's kind of embarrassing how the research went behind this, but um, for example, uh, I'm, are you familiar with the show iCarly? Like just just for example, iCarly. Like you know, uh, I think that's a Nick show. Or, uh, uh, Nick Nick show. Uh, so basically, I I did spend a good amount of time watching teenage girl shows and <laughs> try to basically profile the mentality behind it and so forth just i have two sons so from my own experience i i can't i, I can't for the life of me actually know exactly uh, firsthand what it's like uh but you know just from doing research of watching tv and just a countless amount of seeing what they watch or uh, what teenage girls watch uh that's pretty much how and you know, in the short stories, I'm, I'm writing from a girl's perspective. So if you can imagine how that came about, uh, that's just to give you an idea of uh, the amount of time I watch TV to, to kind of think along those terms, you could say. That's adorable. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I love Kieran. She's adorable in her purity. She didn't, but she doesn't put on airs. She's sarcastic, but she's not cutting with it. She's very focused. She's a fighter. She's a rebel. I just, I love her overall. And I love your book overall. And I thank you guys for being here. You guys are great. I, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for this interview. Um, Please. Uh, what's, uh, what's oh, okay. Go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we've uh, uh, you know, we launched a year and a half ago at uh, New York Comic Con uh, in October of 2013. Uh, October 2016 is going to be another um, big event where we're launching two. Um, we're actually, and we're we're also launching the first issue of the Kieran Rise comic book. Um, how can we find out more about? All of the works that you guys have done with Kieran Rise, you know, the music and maybe if you want to like 
show more of the art that didn't make it into the book, but maybe will be coupled with the music further on down the line? Are you guys going to do any illustrations with it? Any anim- uh, animations maybe with the music? Um, like you said, the comic book, uh, maybe a movie, um, all, all of my wishful thinking. How, how can we find out more about your future projects, your current and future works? Uh, I guess the best, we obviously have a, web, a website, uh, kieranrise.com website, but we're probably the biggest on Facebook. Uh, we update that pretty regularly, and uh, we got a pretty big following on there. So anything as far as uh, when book two is coming out, the comic, uh, any kind of new products, uh, and we got something actually special coming up soon. Um, we've been working with uh, an outside artist, and we we're trying to put maybe about a minute and a half uh, anime clip of Kieran in action, uh, which hopefully we'll have within maybe by next month that we've been striving to do for some time now. But everything you can find on uh, Kieran Rise on Facebook is uh, probably the best way to find out uh, all the new information on us. How about you, Ron? Any uh, sources of... Um... Uh, any social media sources that you want to share with us so we can follow you and, and your um, work? Well, again, I mean, the best uh, the best way of you know, finding their work is on uh, the Kieran Rise Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, Kieran Rise Cast Shadows. Um, but if you search for Kieran Rise, you'll find it. Um, my Deviant Art uh, page. Actually, I haven't I haven't updated that in a, a little bit. I have so much work to to put up on there. But uh, that's um, my my Deviant Art uh, ID is. Blackflip. So uh, you can find me on DeviantArt. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, those are the two places where we post most of our work. If, uh, you know, we, during, during the cons, uh, we get more active on uh, things like Twitter and Instagram, uh, where we sort of have a, uh, sort of a, a running uh, feed of what's going on. But uh, those are our, our primary channels for how to get in touch with us and how to see what's going on here in Ryan's. Right on. Okay. Well, you heard it here, folks. This is uh, Mickey with the Pondering Nerds. And you just uh, heard my awesome interview with Ed and Ron of Kieran Rise. And make sure to follow them on their various um, sites and social media accounts. And we will be looking forward to more work from you guys because we're ravenous. We like to read and we like to consume awesome things. So thank you so much for all of your great work and we will stay tuned. Thanks, Mickey. Thank you, Mickey. Kieran Rise is a must read for anyone who loves suspense, martial arts, and perseverance. Stay tuned for more interviews like this one on the Pondering Nerdcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. For more content, please visit PonderingNerds.com or our podcast home at GamingRebellion.com. And lastly, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.